Welcome to The Author Life, a limited edition podcast series featuring Jeff Elkins, where we document Jeff's journey from a desperate author to a thriving small business owner. Welcome to episode three of The Author Life podcast, limited edition series featuring Jeff Elkins. Uh, we are picking up with some of the story brand and business model canvas concepts again in this episode. Uh, we start to talk about the importance of niching down, or in other words, where do you begin? <laughs> um, also go over this idea that people don't know what they don't know, and so sometimes you have to show them, which uh, can seem like a bit of a paradox when you're looking at your positioning in the marketplace. Uh, we talk about the importance of market research and finding out uh, the service, business and services that are already out there that are similar to the one that you want to create. Uh, we talk about why it's important to take the role of guide instead of hero in your customer's journey. And that's a big part of StoryBrand. And why you need to vet potential clients and how to decide which ones to take. So uh, contrary to what you might be thinking, not every client is a good client. And, uh, and we, we talk about why that's the case. That's it for this short little introduction. Let's dive into the conversation. Yeah, this is a... Uh... This is quickly turned into the highlight of my week, man. I really look forward to this. Hey, that makes me super happy. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I love it too. It's, um, it is definitely the thing that I'm looking forward to right now all week long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. But yeah, it's definitely the, the, the high point of career life right now. Yeah. yeah um, so I did the story brand. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so I got to say, what was really, really nice about it was um, it made it way less emotional. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I feel That's like the last out. couple of weeks I've been like trapped in this, like, who am I? Who are uh, they? What am I bringing? So I was, it was really great. Now, I don't know that I could have done this a, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great to be like, no, 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 this is a, this is about building a business. Like this isn't yeah. about saving the world. Like this is about, <laughs> and I loved, I love the way it's built out. And I went back to the book and reread stuff as I went through. Um, because he's, he's very clear that like it, this is your client is the hero, but this isn't some like epic tale that's like going to rescue the rest of the world. Like we're just building a marketing and business plan like it's okay yeah. so <laughs> that was as somebody who like gets too emotionally invested in things that was really great for me yeah yeah good yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um how did you f did you get to look at it how did you feel yeah about it? yeah i did so um why don't we we'll just start we'll go in order and okay. and kind of kind of talk through it a little bit so i think overall um to me this feels much more focused and, and there's more of you coming out of, in this, which we weren't getting originally. And on your original website, sales copy, there's, you even, you even use the pronoun we instead yeah. of me. So uh, <laughs> I, I noticed that. Um, so I, this was good because I felt like I was getting more Jeff here. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as a positive. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. It definitely okay. is. So let's, let's start with the character. Uh, I think what you have here is a good start. I'd like you to add to it though. Okay. So, um, and, and I didn't do it on my example. I didn't, 
I gave you an earlier version. I've since refined it. But you start with, you know, they want to share with the world the amazing characters and engaging stories that exist in their minds. And I think that's a great high-level aspiration of, of what they want. But I think um, what I'd like you to do is drill down to be more specific because that could describe uh, the character box on, on a story brand chart for just about any author services person, right? So true, yeah. So what is it specifically, and you can think back to your archetypes for this, yeah. you know, what do they want? What, what do these people want when they come to you? Okay. I can tell you, if it helps, I can tell you what I want. Yeah, that does help. Yeah. So for me, um, I, up until the time I started working with you, I just, I just wrote dialogue the way I could, would hear it in my head. Okay. Which meant I had a mono character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I changed the dialogue tags or I changed the character's name. But I'm realizing now that all my characters have, have pretty much the same voice because I just wrote what I heard in my head. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted is I wanted characters to be identified solely by the way they talk mm. because that's how it is in real life. And there was no way I was going to be able to do that on my own. Gotcha. So if I would say like, if I, if I, and, and your clients won't articulate it to you, you'll, you, it'll have to be intuitive on your part. But I think what I'm looking for is I need a way to write characters with an authentic voice. Okay. That's specifically what I think the dialogue doctor would deliver. Yeah. That's way more specific than mm -hmm. I was. Um... Because I think you're, and I do, I'm constantly doing this too. I think you have to continually niche down on everything you do because yeah. there's so many people there's so many services, there's so many courses and books and methods that um, like now I, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm starting to niche down on scenes and short stories. Like mm. I, it's not that I'm not going to take clients for, with novels and I'm not going to yeah, do one-on-one yeah, yeah. -on -one coaching, but like within all this big realm, as I, as I see my, that inverted funnel and as I move down it, I feel like I'm getting more and more expertise around scenes, short stories, and articles. Hmm. So I think for you, it's good that, you know, you, you have, you have people who want to tell engaging stories, but within that, under that umbrella, it's like, okay, and I'm going to focus on authentic. authentic dialogue. Yeah. How do you feel about the word unique? Um, to unique, to the unique and authentic characters. Uh, they're not the same. Yeah. Unique and authentic aren't the same. Um, my hesitation with unique is that can you make them unique? Like, can you, are you setting an expectation for somebody that, that you might not be able to reach? Hmm. That's a good question. Whereas See, and I was thinking the other way that like my fear of coming to somebody like me mm -hmm. was like, oh, he's got like five box characters. See, I find that kind of comforting. Okay. You know, not, not that like, not that you have five box characters, but like I want, I want the archetypes. Like gotcha. when, we when we talk about these characters, what, 
like Claire, Claire's a great example. You and I use that flea bag shorthand and we know yeah. exactly what we're talking about. Oh yeah. 100%. The image right? is full there. Yeah. And so she's in a box Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it doesn't mean, so she's not a perfectly unique character. Like I think it's unlikely, but someone could read my manuscript and be like, wait a minute, that's flea bag. Like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It could, yeah. I guess, but the voice is authentic. Like yeah. it, it's, it's her and she's an authentic character. So that's to me would be the difference between unique and authentic. Gotcha. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So people looking for, when people come looking for an authentic voice. So actually, so let me ask this way of the, like of all the clients I've had, the six people I've done this with, <laughs> uh, you're, you're a standout in that the other ones I've worked with haven't found success mm -hmm. necessarily in their fiction yet. Um, I do think when they worked with me, they got authentic characters. I'm not sure that's what they were coming for. Ah, right. Um, and part of me, th part of me is nervous. So my question is, is that a expectation of a writer who is more mature? That's an interesting question. So part of me says, you, you're offering such a, a standout product and service. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being serious. Like you, you, you're offering something so valuable that I think there are going to be some people who don't even know they need it until they need it. Or until That's how the other it. five people I've worked with has been. Yes. We get like 15 minutes into a conversation about their piece and they're like, Oh, like, <laughs> yes. Oh, this so, is what we're doing. Yes. So I think yeah. for you, what's going to happen. And like, I'm, I'm really proud of this too. If I, if I offer, um, a mastermind or an event and I have an application process and part of the application process is a 20 minute zoom call with me. Mm. I close on 80 to 90% of those because yeah. when I get someone in front of me, I, they don't even know what they don't know yeah. until I start telling them. And, and when I start telling them, I can see the gears turning and they're like, where do I sign? Right. That's what, that's what you're going to be dealing with. I think, I think right now I'm at a hundred percent. There you of, go. Can can you do my whole book? There you go. Yeah. So I and that's going to be so great for you because for you it's not going to be a game of numbers. You're you're yeah. not going to have to get to ten thousand people. I mean, if you get to fifty people, you might get more work than you ever wanted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I I think that's good. But the flip side to that is there's an education piece where you're going to have to say to somebody, Hey, look. <laughs> You don't even know what you're doing. You think you do, yeah. but look at this. And so gotcha. I think, you know, the, um, the, the sessions, recording the sessions and sharing those, um, I'm moving, this is, this is a, not really something we we're talking about yet, but like a YouTube channel or a podcast where okay. you take people through a session. Yeah. Like these kinds of things where people can be on the outside so they're not threatened. And they go, oh, this is interesting. A dialogue doctor. I wonder what this guy does. And then halfway through the podcast or the YouTube video, they're like, oh my God, I, I need that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, and then, then, you know, you have an application process 
um, which I highly recommend because that immediately puts up a perception of uh, this is serious. Yeah. I don't take everybody. And, and, and you're being true about it. You're not. I mean, you certainly aren't going to take every single client that comes your way. No. Um, and, and I think people are going to be diving at that opportunity. Okay. So it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing if, if the people you're working with didn't know they needed it until you started working with them. Gotcha. So just to summarize what I've heard you say, for the character section, I need to go niche. I need to talk about not just general stories, which kind of lumps me in with like every other editor in the world, but go very specific here to be like, I'm going to work your characters with you to make them authentic, sounding real. Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's great. And I, and I think that, so if we take a look at the next box, I think that's going to help clarify a little bit. Um, so the villain uh, resistance, the internal voice that keeps them from doing their best work. Again, that's a good sort of overarching concept and that's yeah. apply, right. But specifically who is the villain in, in this arc, in, in your client's journey? I'm t so I'm torn between going Uber specific and being like, um, you know, almost like the villain is mono voice. Like the villain is like you, the inability to, or, and I don't want to say inability because that's not true. People are able, they just don't. Well, let, let's just, have let's been go pushed. our assumption um, because you, you, I mean, I know it's only six, but, but a hundred percent of those people you did um, didn't even understand what they needed until you started working with them. Yeah. So, so let's, um, for, for the villain, let's assume yeah. they don't even know that they have mono voice. Gotcha. What is, what is, what is their problem? What's, what's the villain in that case? So the villain in that case would be the lack of knowledge. And I, is it but like they might, but they might not experience? know that. So, yeah. so think of an, what, what's a possible outcome that could indicate to somebody that they've got problems with their storytelling. I mean, I know for me, it's dissatisfaction with my work. Like I read it and it's not to where I want it to be. So I think you're, I think you're an outlier. I think, um, a lot, I think a lot of clients think their shit doesn't smell. They're like, this is great. I don't even need an editor. Oh, that's that's right? so different. I don't, I've always, I write something. I'm like, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> so, so think about this person, right? This person thinks they've got it all taken care of. They're proud of their work. They publish it and they give it to other friends and what happens? It doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. It just exactly. stops. And exactly. They, they get lackluster reviews. Um, they, they can't sell books. Um, yeah. Maybe they've published three or four and they just can't get traction and they don't know what the problem is. Yeah. So I think the villain for them is uh, the, the villain is there's there. They get no traction and they don't know why. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking notes. No, that's cool. Yeah, and I, yeah, I can relate. Um, <laughs> I like that villain because I can relate. Yeah. So then the external is is less about being stuck in a manuscript and more about a lack of results. Yes. Yep. That and, makes and perfect sense to me. That's important because results are measurable. Yeah. So someone, 
you know, you can only bullshit yourself for so long before you have to face the results, right? Yeah. Like you can say, I'm good. I don't need an editor. I, I'm, I'm a good writer. And yet you can't sell a book. Like it's at a certain point, you either give up or you say, okay, uh, there, there's a problem here I need to have fixed. Yeah, yeah. So is the internal, if the external is lack of results, is the internal, the lack of um, knowledge? Yeah. Or is the in, okay. I think it's a lack of self-knowledge. It's, a, gotcha. it's a, a lack of understanding what the problem is. Now, this is an interesting angle. Uh, dialogue isn't the only element of a story that's going to turn a reader off. Yeah. Right? So... And I'd also say that of this of the six, three of them had plot problems. Yeah. And it was la it was more about our conversations were more about let's talk about how you can use dialogue to zoom into a moment in your story and potentially fix the plot issue you have going on. Okay, so let me let me ask you this, and I, I seriously don't know the answer. Do you believe that you can fix most story problems by paying attention to dialogue. Mm, no, I would say I believe that writing dialogue forces you to consider your story problems. Excellent. Write that down. Exactly. <laughs> What we want to be able to do is to remove any doubt that this is the solution. Yeah. I could also add to that and say a broken story with great dialogue will fly better than just a broken story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm not aware of it off the top of my head, but there has to be some kind of case study or research or internet meme something that talks about the importance of dialogue in a novel. I have been doing a lot of research and I am shocked at the lack of conversation around it. Really? Yeah. And it's interesting. I, you know, I've been reading the Robert McKee book that you recommended. Um, I blame him. <laughs> <laughs> He's so focused on dialogue has to drive the plot. That is most of what I see. Every article mm -hmm. list block starts off with, if dialogue isn't driving the plot, you shouldn't have it. And the problem I'm having with that is that that's not true. Like yeah. some of the most engaging moments in stories are dialogues that the plot was there without them. Yeah. Like I was watching Ozarks. Have you seen Ozarks? Oh, I love Ozarks. Dude, the scene, 
I can't remember any of the characters' names. The scene where the wife t- takes her brother to the, the restaurant. Yes. To drop him off. There's probably 25 minutes of dialogue in that scene that's completely pointless to the plot. Yeah. And it's, and, but it is, in my opinion, the best part of that season. Yeah. Him breaking down in the car is completely unnecessary to the plot, but yeah. it, it's, it's beautiful. And I was about to turn that season off because I was done with like, I was just tired of it. I was like, this is the same thing over and over and over again. And then you get this intimate moment between this brother and his sister where he's losing it. And I was like, Oh, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. I'm here for this. Like I will. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I think that's part of it. I think as writers, we're so plot focused right now and we're so focused on like the beats of the story and is right. it the cat and is it this and is it that, that we're missing as a, as a community the like, let's just hang out with some really great characters and let's not worry about yeah. 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 So I think that element needs to be somewhere in here too. What you just said about, you know, we're we're focusing too much on story methodology at the expense of dialogue. Yeah. I also, so this is my own personal theory that I'm, I'm in the middle of looking at, but I need to read like 15 more books to actually say it authoritatively, but I'll say it to you. Um, like it's real. Uh, I also think the push to YA has done this. Mm. Cause YA is all action based. Yeah. Um, like I was re I'm rereading the Percy Jackson series for the fourth time with my now 10 year. I've read it with each kid. So yeah. like, that's the thing about like having multiple kids is you read all the major series with each. I've read <laughs> Harry Potter four times. I've read, I've read all the Roald Dahl books like four times. So I'm reading the Percy Jackson series with my 10 year old and I'm, I'm shocked at how fast it moves. Yeah. And I'm like, can we, can we just slow down? Whereas like I, on the other end, I'm reading the golden finch on my own. Yeah. Um, and I'm shocked at how slow it moves. <laughs> like I just, I recently, I read infinite jest by David Foster Wallace yeah and it's like 99 percent dialogue and it's like there are times where i'm like wh- well i mean the whole book you're like what is happening because there's no plot but there's there's a lot of times where i'm like man we're just hanging out here like yeah. we're literally just chilling with like this tennis player like there's no like this isn't yeah so and i loved it but it's just interesting the contrast so my theory my working theory right now is our obsession with why is pushing yeah uh dialogue out of books at the moment yeah but i can't prove that um let's let's go to empathy because i I, are the end me to guide because we definitely need to hit this tonight okay all right you got to stop me from talking because i'll just ramble (laughs) all right so i want you uh i want to scrap what you have for empathy completely okay okay because i i think you misunderstood this one i want you to tell me what it felt like for you as you started to learn about dialogue? Um, I fell in love with writing and 
falling in love with my character's voices led me to fall in love with writing. All right. So I need you to put yourself in the position of someone who's coming to you and is having this aha moment of like, oh my God, I've been neglecting my dialogue this whole time. Mm. Do you have that moment? And if not, can you make one up that would be realistic? (laughs) (laughs) You mean, did I have that moment? Yeah. Um, I don't know that I did because I started writing stories with no, with nothing but dialogue. My first, my first short stories were just people talking. All right. So, so, but I can put myself in their shoes. So let's, let's then, um, what about your job? Like when you started your, your current job at the beginning, what was that like? Uh, it was frustrating because oh. and you're right because everything sounded like me. Ah. Like every character sounded like me. Okay. So that's what we need in empathy. Okay. All right. And you could even, you could, when we get to the sales copy, which is going to be the, the next thing we do af- after this chart is you need to tell that story. Okay. So you, you like, you could even be like, oh, man, I remember in, you know, 2014 sitting at my desk, getting trained and realizing all of, I had mono voice, you know, you can, you can even make up the affliction. You're the dialogue doctor. Yeah. You know, I was diagnosed with mono voice. <laughs> it sounds really like an funny. affliction, right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, because then what, it, what, what that empathy uh, for you as the guide, it's important that you, de- that you demonstrate that empathy so that those people who are coming to you go, okay, this guy knows how I feel because he was there. And now he's moved through. And so he's going to help me move through. Gotcha. I think a lot of that, I, I want, I'd like to bring in the idea of writing what you know mm-hmm. as a limitation to your characters as well. Yeah. That's where I felt it. I was challenged to write a grieving wife um, who was having multiple reactions to the death of her husband. And it was like, I don't, I don't know this. Um, so yeah. having to learn to write her voice in an authentic way. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's going to be super key, as specific okay. as you can get. Where, that moment where you felt overwhelmed, disappointed, um, lost, confused, because the, these are going to be the feelings people are going to have when, when they come to you and realize they have mono voice. Gotcha. Okay. Gosh, I can, I almost can see like a Mark Losey Lefebvre, like spoof video of a pharmaceutical company who, who makes a pill for mono voice. Who makes a pill for mono voice. That's really funny. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the, the phrase resistance as if like that phrase meant anything before the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So empathy needs to be about my, my, my being on their path. Yes. In the past. Okay. Because as the guide and, and as the person leading them, y- you have to have walked that first. That's what people want. They, gotcha. they want someone who has, who's either doing it or has done it. Gotcha. So that's key. Okay. And then like, I, I think what you have for authority is good. We'll definitely kind of uh, punch that up um, as far as uh, your experience, what you do in the day job, because, you know, and this is just brief, but like replicating realistic conversations for simulations is, is what you do, but it's not what you do 
on a day-to-day yeah. basis, right? Yeah, that's true. So, you know, um, we'll, we'll get into more specifics of that, but I like for what you have for authority there, I think that looks good. I mean, you've got 11 books published, um, your, your, your background, which we talked about and, and your day job, those, those three things there are, are a, a beautiful skill set. That's a skill okay. stack right there that, that people aren't going to find elsewhere. So I think when, because what people do in the authority stage is they're saying, okay, well, why this guy? Like what makes him special? How do I know he's going to help me? And, and I think you, you have that, like you've got it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really helpful. I super miss the empathy piece. That's okay. It's, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's there. So, so, um, so we're good there. Um, so I think, let's see here. All right. I think um, I want to I w- I talk here about who gives them a plan and the process. Okay. Um, I know I, I mentioned an application. Yeah. And I, I think this is going to get also closer to like the services you want to offer. Are you, yeah, this, this is a bit of a chicken in the egg problem. Um, because you have to have both your services and, and your process and those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you want to take any scene that someone sends you? No. Yeah. I, I do don't not. think you do. Um, no, I did I'm, that with short fiction break and that was the worst. Yeah. I've gotten a few yeah. people who, who sent me stuff and I'm like, Whoa, am I glad I didn't just have a PayPal mm-hmm. button up there first? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's good to know that. I think then um, let's, we don't have to get into specifics tonight, but let's think about application as the process. Okay. Um, and we can talk about how that, how that looks. It could be as simple as a contact form, okay. or it could be as detailed as a questionnaire. And it's going to, de- it, and that'll, that'll depend on how closely you want to vet these, these people who are coming to you. I, I, I don't know for sure. I have no way of, of knowing this, but I, I have a feeling you're going to be able to pick and choose who you want to work with. Uh, I think you're going to get more queries than you know, than you can handle. Okay. So it's going to be important for you to think about, okay, what, what type of person? So this might go back to the archetypes where yeah. you ask questions based on the archetype you want to work with starting out. Okay. And you can frame the questions in a way that you elicit the responses you want. Okay. You know, like I would, I would think, uh, let's say you want to work with someone who has published a couple books, but they're struggling. It, yeah. Then one of the filters on your questionnaire is how many books you have published. So if someone puts zero, then, then you can immediately disregard that one, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think number of, like, if I was designing my ideal client, we're talking, like, more than four books. Because at that point, you've at least had to deal with plot issues. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't think you want to be teaching story methodology before you get to dialogue. Don't. Probably, right. You want people yeah. to have somewhat firm understanding of just basic story structure. 
Yeah. I, it's also helpful, like if I'm doing, I'm finding if I'm doing a full manuscript, it's easier for somebody at the beginning, like you are, than for someone who has a chunk of stuff. Mm. Like one of the people I worked with has been working on her book for years and has like all of this stuff written. Yeah. And I was like, this, like these, so what I was ended up limited to was like, okay, this is an opportunity for you to have dialogue. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Like this character voice and this character voice should interact. All right. Um, so, he, so here's what I want you to do for this. Okay. I want you to um, pick for, for who gives them a plan. Let's pick one archetype that you want to start with. Okay. And I want you to write out, say five to seven bullet points that uh, describes like, who they are, what situation they're in, what shape their manuscript is in. Like be, be really specific, like four, four books written, getting ready to start yeah. number five, 35 years old, an accountant, like wh whatever it happens to be. And then gotcha. backwards by design, craft the questions that will, that will get those answers. Okay. And then that way, when you get the questionnaires to come in, if someone ticks off four of the six or seven boxes, you're like, okay, I can work with that person. Gotcha. If they tick off zero or one of them, that's probably a pass. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah. So here's what, I, what I'll propose for, for next week. I think if you're game, I'd like to go through the rest of the story brand chart. Okay. Um, and then uh, what, what that's going to build to is, is once I think we get through the story brand chart, I think we're, we're going to have a much better idea of what the process and services are. Okay. And then we can go back to the website and rewrite that. Yeah. I'd love that. And I'm, I'll go back. Um, I will go back and edit what we've done based on our conversation today. Cool. Okay. So, um, and I will edit forward based on our conversation today. So hopefully we can skip some stuff that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, honing down on character is going to change. Yeah. Character has a problem is going to change everything else. Yeah. So, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So if I come back to character and has a problem, re-edit that based on what it is and then move back through it, it's going to change Yep. The rest of the stuff. I agree. I think yeah. it's going to go a lot faster and easier for you now that you have that locked in. Yeah. 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 I have to figure out a way. Um, we're out of town out of time. I have to figure out a way to turn off my inner critic. Uh, my like deep inner self doubt. I'm not yeah. sure how to do that. I've, I'm finding as we're talking, I went general to avoid failure. Yeah. That's okay, man. Yeah, it's just not helpful. <laughs> you know, that, that's, I mean, that's why we're working together, you know, yeah. like that's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's part of the process. So yeah. I, it, it's, it's fine. And, and I think too, like uh, getting you past, you know, I think getting you to open up as far as understanding that you're extremely gifted and talented and good at this 
And I think once you finally internalize that, I think it'll be, it'll be a lot easier too. You're not there yet, but you're getting there. No, I'm getting closer. <laughs> um, I don't know that I will ever agree that I'm talented, but I will agree that I'm unique. So bring that word back. <laughs> we'll take that for now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jay, thanks so much. I'm super pleasure, pumped about man. next week. Yeah, me too. It's going to be fun. Yep. All right. Bye, if you'd like to know more about starting an author business or improving the one you have, go to theauthorlife.com.